When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I did not realize that people don't have any idea what to do on Zoom calls. I mean, we've been doing it now for several years, right? Since the pandemic. But a YouGov survey of 1,000 U.S. adults showed that uh, there are many things that uh, people are upset about that, uh, you know, people shouldn't be doing on Zoom. Zoom etiquette. Behavior Americans find unacceptable in virtual meetings. TV on in the background is the most uh, unacceptable at 77%. Vaping, 76%. Smoking, 75%. Drinking alcohol, 74%. Music on in the background, 70%. Those are all above 70s of things that are unacceptable. Then you get into doing unrelated work. Eh. Wearing sunglasses. Eh. Eating a meal. You're eating a meal? <laughs> Wearing your pajamas. Uh, having your child on your lap. That's 54% find that unacceptable. I, I really don't mind that as long as the... I mean, it's your kid. You're at home. Uh, other people in the room. Uh, yeah, well... Uh, having a child in the room, 50%. So, and uh, 31% find uh, that is acceptable in informal meetings. But uh, if it's a formal meeting, no, sorry about having your kid in the room. I will say that, uh, you know, eating a meal, wearing your pajamas, having your child on your lap, that kind of thing. Uh, that bodes well to what I told you to do or what I, uh, you know, at least asked people to do during the pandemic was to get yourself a cardboard cutout of your face and put it on a stand and have that as your picture when you turn on the zoom camera that way you're behind it and you can do and wear whatever you want we've seen people having sex with themselves or with other people we've seen naked people walking by we've seen you'd be able to eat you can do whatever you want behind the cardboard cutout on zoom probably should have sold uh, your face on a cutout <laughs> with a stand for zoom calls because then you don't have to worry about it at all and when and then you just turn you just mute your mic and you do whatever you're going to do and when they say something that you need to respond to you turn on your mic and you answer the question you respond and but the cutout remains as your face on the zoom call so then you don't have to worry about anything that people find unacceptable or acceptable because your face is always perfect on a zoom call welcome welcome to chewing the fat so our man kevin spacey back in the news he has uh, made a settlement with mrc the production company behind house of cards to settle claims that he sexually harassed young male staffers on the show. 
He was dropped from the final season. We all know that in 2017. He was facing a $31 million judgment in the case after an arbitrator found that the allegations were credible and that MRC deserved to recoup its cost for scrapping the final season and starting over without him. Well, Kevin has agreed to pay $1 million (laughs) over multiple years in installments equal to 10% of his after-tax income. Oh, okay. But part of the deal is, is that now the corporation can try to recoup the balance of his costs from uh, the insurance company. So MRC sued Fireman's Fund and Lloyd's of London on the theory that Spacey's absence from the show was covered by their cast insurance policies. That's insurance they buy to protect themselves in case a key actor becomes too sick to perform. And so MRC noted that shortly after CNN and other outlets reported on Spacey's alleged misconduct, he checked himself into the Meadows, a facility in Arizona that provides treatment for sex addiction. The company has argued that qualifies as a sickness that triggers the policies. The judge has twice thrown out the MRC's insurance lawsuit uh, in April of 2023 and then back in November. In November, the judge wrote, eh, I don't think the contracts were meant to cover this sort of claim. Uh, okay. So the court left uh, with the conclusion that these policies just do not insure against this particular risk and that neither party was really contemplating coverage of this sort of thing at the time the policies were signed. Um, but it's insurance. Anyway, anyway uh, I digress. So he didn't uh, dismiss the case entirely. And so there's now another uh, chance to amend the lawsuit. Well, part of the deal with the settlement, uh, Casey... Yeah, Casey. Uh, You may know him as Kevin. Some people call him Mr. Spacey. Some people call him uh, Kevin Spacey. I, from time to time, as a friend, call him Casey. Uh, Anyway, he has agreed to testify in the insurance case to be examined by doctors for each side and to provide his medical records within 10 days. So now they've amended the lawsuit. Uh, against firemen's and the new complaint alleges that Spacey has been treated for anxiety and depression and that he was therefore unavailable for production. So we'll see what happens if the insurance fund will be on the hook for tens of millions of dollars. And of course, by accident, uh, purely accident, firemen's uh, lawyers informed the court that they had inadvertently failed to redact confidential information from their recent filings. Gosh darn it. So could you just make all the documents be sealed so nobody can see them? That would be great. Thank you. So in the end, that's a pretty good deal for Kevin. Uh, it was going to be $36 million, and now it's a million over the course of a multiple year installments, multiple pay- year payment plan. <laughs> I love that. Those of you living in Los Angeles have got to feel better uh, because the Los Angeles City Council has passed a motion banning digital discrimination. Now, listen, I am not uh, for discrimination in any way for anything, but this I didn't know actually existed and I don't want to be for it if it exists. (laughs) Now you're saying to yourself, digital discrimination, what, what is that? 
uh, well, that's when internet service providers uh, inequitably deploy high-speed internet connections or disproportionately withhold the best deals for their services from racially or socioeconomically marginalized neighborhoods. Those bastards. <laughs> now, I honestly, I do not believe that this actually happens, but uh, I digress. So the legislation authored by council member Marquise Harris Dawson, love Marquise, uh, expanded the types of discrimination the city would investigate to include digital discrimination. Members of the public will be able to submit complaints alleging digital discrimination, which the city's Civil Human Rights and Equity Department, love that department, uh, will be required to collect demographic information about the people making complaints and report on any trends. Now, also, not only will the... <laughs> Human Rights and Equity Department, uh, I'm sorry, Civil Human Rights and Equity Department investigate. But the Bureau of Street Lighting is also tasked with delivering a report on what work the city has done to close the digital divide. Now, there's a problem. <laughs> I did not know that uh, Los Angeles had the Bureau of Street Lighting. That's probably a bureau in many cities across America that I didn't know existed, but good for you for more bureaucracy in our government because that's what we need. We need civil human rights and equity departments, and we need bureaus of street lighting. Uh, man, that is, that is good stuff. So it's important uh, for everyone to have broadband access. You know that. Uh, for full participation in modern society and no one should be charged based on their neighborhood uh, well i agree with that i do agree with that because i have a feeling that when you push comes to shove there are going to be neighborhoods that pay a lot more and i'm guessing it isn't in social economically marginalized neighborhoods <laughs> that's just a thought from me <laughs> i'm guessing that people who live in non-racially or non-socioeconomically marginalized neighborhoods are paying a lot more because i feel like i'm paying a lot more and i know that i mean my trailer park is not part of the racially or socioeconomically marginalized neighborhood but i gotta tell you uh, so according to them in los angeles studies demonstrate that providers systematically offer worse service slower delivered over older technology to low-income communities at the same price that they offered fast reliable service to higher income communities okay so i'm sure that the report was not intentionally misleading at all so i'm against it i'm against digital discrimination uh 100%. So if I'm paying more than the racially socioeconomically marginalized neighborhoods, I want my bill cut because that too is digital discrimination. Pretty sure they don't see it that way, but I sure as heck do. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> What? <sighs>
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, no. Oh, no. This, this is sad news. We may have to start a GoFundMe for Taylor Swift. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. Wait, didn't she make all this money? I know she did, but it's come to my attention that she is now down to one private jet. I I know. I, I didn't know things were going that bad for her. Um, so sad. I, I guess she has to just travel in the same dumpy jet now. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, oh, man, I know she was getting, uh, you know, uh, she was getting beaten up over using so much carbon emission traveling in her private jets (laughs) and her team said it's okay she pays for offsets so don't worry about it oh okay no problem so i know that she's uh she's also uh, in the news her jet now i don't know which one now because they have the college uh student uh, that jack sweeney who tracks flights of celebrities using public information uh she tried to uh, get that blocked by using the uh the faa's privacy icao aircraft address program known as pia and now she sent a cease and desist order to jack sweeney uh to have her jets stop being tracked and i oh i just said plural i know to have her jet singular to stop being tracked uh, i know uh the horror of it all so jack is just uses public information and posts it on his accounts <laughs> and uh taylor's a little mad about that uh, i know elon was upset about that too look they all can be upset zuckerberg and kardashian and drake and the and elon and russian oligarchs they all can be upset it's public information you're flying on your plane okay we got it uh i would guess taylor you're you're saying that it's a safety issue okay uh i'm i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess you're probably gonna be okay uh just because people know where you're flying okay i know that he does a he may he does a deal on x where elon's flight uh, information isn't posted for 24 hours uh, until after 24 hours of the flight on X, but on his other accounts they're posted real time. So we'll see what happens with the uh, you know with the Taylor issue. I know. Look, it's a Taylor Swift world, and we all just live in it. Um, she now is claiming that there's going to be a Swift effect during the Super Bowl. I hope she makes it back from Japan. Oh my gosh. I mean, what would the Super Bowl be like if she couldn't arrive from Japan? We need to be tracking her jet. We need to know where she's at and if she's arrived in Vegas for the Super Bowl to see Travis play. We need to know that information. So uh, apparently now uh, the Super Bowl uh, commercials are more female focused. 
because of brands like Dove are going to be doing commercials for those $7 million 30-second commercials. And they want to, you know, reach out because Taylor has added some uh, a younger demo, more females watching the games. When you see the Dove commercials uh, during the big game, I want you to uh, remember that while it gets you clean, uh, what it's also doing is drying out your skin. And then, of course, you have to keep buying other products and lotions uh, made by the same company. Huh. Soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way. And the right way is with goat's milk. If you didn't already know this, some of the best soap on the market today is made from goat milk. And that is where my man Quinn Pittman comes into the picture. The Goat King from QPGoatSoap.com He found out at an early age that uh, goat soap was, or goat milk was the way to create soap that made your skin soft and luxurious. Uh, That's when Quinn's Uh, started his goat soap program they ship out amazing soaps all over the country smells amazing feels great on your skin quinn and his family are very proud of their product and they want you to know about it as well and it doesn't just stop at soap for your skin Uh, quinn's company also makes amazing laundry soap which will leave your clothes clean and smelling fresh isn't that what you want from your laundry soap to have your clothes uh, clean and smelling fresh and then you want your skin to be soft and luxurious so take your soap game to the next level uh don't settle for anything less than the best go to qpgoatsoap.com qpgoatsoap.com uh Use Jeffy, promo code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, for 10% off your total order. QPGoatSoap.com Let's say, for example, you're part of the 30 Kentucky middle school employees who won a million dollars from the Powerball jackpot. You should spend a little bit of that money uh, at QPGoatSoap.com. Congratulations to the Kentucky middle school employees who won the $1 million dollars from the Powerball. Uh, They are Boone County counselors, administrative staff members, special education teachers, and others. They pooled their money over the past eight years. So they won $1 million. They each took home $24,000 after taxes following their win uh, last month in the Powerball drawing. The group said they've played a permanent set of Powerball numbers since 2019, sticking to those numbers week after week and and it finally paid off i'd be interested to see what the return on investment was though so they each got twenty four thousand after the winnings which you know good for them um but uh they've been playing for eight years and they've been putting money into these numbers uh now that says here that they've been playing oh i see they've been playing the permanent set of numbers since 2019 but they've been playing uh the powerball as a group for eight years got it okay so uh congratulations to them for winning one million dollars and each of them taking home twenty four thousand after taxes and i'm sure they're probably gonna have having to pay taxes on that extra twenty four thousand thank you 
uh, United States government. So we have uh, the Mega Millions uh, drawing uh, tomorrow night. Uh, for those of you listening live, uh, today is the 8th of February, 2024. So Friday the 9th, that drawing is going to be for $394 million. That's the jackpot uh, with the uh, cash payout uh, being $188.5 million. Obviously, the Kentucky group just hit the million on their ticket. And then Saturday is the Powerball drawing. Uh, which is now 248 million uh, jackpot uh, with 122.5 million cash payout. I'm sure, like there were, there was uh, one winner of the Powerball last drawing for a million dollars, and I'm not sure Mega had a few winners that were not. Uh, they had uh, tw- three one million dollar winners on the Mega. Uh, last drawing, twenty three for ten thousand. So I mean, people are people people are making money. I mean, I've made uh, what was it eight? I think I've made eighteen or nineteen dollars in the last in the last month or so. So yeah, those Kentucky teachers got nothing on me. Oh, they're not teachers; they're just workers. Those Kentucky school workers got nothing on me, except for you know twenty three thousand one hundred and eighty some dollars more. But we're all winners. We're all winners here. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So Gina Carano is suing Lucasfilm and Disney and because of her termination. Now, she didn't think that it was going to happen, but uh, when Elon said that he would help uh, if anyone uh, had been fired from using the platform X for exercising their right to free speech, he'd like to offer those people legal representation. Which was, uh, you know, according to her post, quite the noble offer. But I never in my wildest dreams would have thought anyone would take on my case against Lucasfilm slash Disney. Still, I did respond back. And I think I qualify. And thousands of people agreed. But I did not expect anything. Then, uh, she got an email from a lawyer who said that they were hired by X to look into the my story and many others. Turns out, after sending them uh, as much information as I could gather these past few months, now... The lawyers and X believe wholeheartedly in my case and are moving forward. So she was uh, in this post. She was expressing her gratitude and a thank you to Elon and X for giving me an opportunity to bring my case to light. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I mean, she got in trouble, right, with the smear campaign. Um, she was terminated from The Mandalorian. And because they said uh, she's not currently employed by Lucasfilm, there's no plans for her to be in the future. Uh, her social media posts denigrating people based on their culture and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. Uh, her posts were not uh, based uh, on 
cultural and religious identities, you know, denigrating those people. But uh, they got rid of her from uh, the Mandalorian. It looked like she was becoming a big part of the Mandalorian campaign. So that smear campaign uh, on her worked uh, for a little while. Anyway, uh, she then started working for uh, making some films with uh, Daily Wire and uh, she posts what she's posted and she kept track of it all and her questions were about masks and lockdowns and forced vaccines and uh, so you know subjects that should have been allowed to be publicly discussed uh but instead of being harassed or censored anyway uh you know i know hollywood says they support female representation and equal rights but do they do they anyway good luck to uh gina i hope that everything works out thanks to elon and x you can follow me on elon's x at jeffy jfr facebook and instagram jeff fisher radio you can follow me on my youtube channel chewing the fat with jeff fisher and you can always order a cameo from me at jeffy jfr on the cameo app i believe it's just jeff fisher on the cameo website uh anytime that's not free uh, but you can uh, order a cameo and just, uh, you know, tell me what you want from me. And I do it. I'm a trained little monkey. All right. <laughs> Cameos like my pimp, actually. And uh, I'm the working girl or something like that. And you can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Okay, this uh, is, uh, I'm I'm turning it into a segment, but it's not really a segment, but it could be. It's called What's Missing Today? What's Missing Today? Well, if you were in Alabama, Walker County, Alabama, and you're wondering, hey, what happened to WJLX 101.5 FM? I don't hear them anymore. Ah, they've had a little issue. And according to uh, station general manager Brett Elmo, who posted, uh, this is going to get out eventually, so I might as well make it public before it does. Uh, I've heard of thieves in this area stealing anything, but this one takes the cake. This morning, my bush hog crew went down to a tower site we have behind Marjack to do an early cleanup of the property before we did some more work down there. When he arrived, he called and notified me that, uh, hey, uh, not only has your building been vandalized, but uh, the 200-foot tower, yeah, that's gone. (laughs) They stole every piece of equipment out of the building, cut the guy wires to the tower, and somehow managed to down a 200-foot tower and take it from the property. Now, he claims in his post, Jasper Police, is investigating and hopefully they will find out who did it it's a federal crime to tamper with federally licensed facility i guess if you're found guilty you could spend 10 years in prison and face fines which you know you obviously should make that happen unless you're an illegal alien then you'll be fine anyway i digress so uh i just find it fascinating that someone stole a radio tower and all the equipment inside the trans her building <laughs> how does that happen without someone knowing there's no alarm system you don't have any kind of motion detector you don't have a ring camera on the door out there in in uh, walker county alabama on top of that i find it hard to believe that someone someone was listening 
to WJLX 101.5 FM, the sound of Walker County. And then it just went away because the tower came down and nobody said, hey, what happened to the radio station I was listening to? One minute is on and the next minute, uh, nothing happened. I might, there might not even have been, there just might have been nothing. So nobody, no one called in. No one. We had to wait for the bush hog guy to show up. Amazing. And no one from the Jasper Police Department originally who was investigating the case right now saw anything. They didn't drive by and say, hey, you know, the Sheriff's Department, whatever, the State Police, the Jasper Police Department, somebody was driving by. I mean, it doesn't just happen in five minutes. You don't take a 200-foot tower down and everything out of the transmitter building in a couple of minutes. Uh, That takes some time and some doing. Uh, Just incredible to me. So... If you happen to see somebody walking around with uh, radio transmitter equipment or a 200-foot tower, it could be from WJLX 101.5 FM, the sound of Walker County. Also in What's Missing Today, What's Missing Today, uh, we're missing a surgically removed testicles that a... uh, transgender woman attempted to get her uh, get them back and uh, they were thrown out by the old ex-boyfriend now she was still wanting them back a district judge uh, said the, they both sued each other she sued for $6,500 in small claims court and then he countersued her back for $6,500 but uh, Brianna Kingsley 40 and her 37 year old ex William Wojciechowski uh, Brianna the uh, transgender woman uh she filed the handwritten small claims petition in August and claiming that Wojciechowski retained possession of her surgically extracted testicles preserved in a mason jar kept in the fridge next to the eggs demanded immediate return of my human remains specimens and damages of $6,500. Now, that's, you know, then he filed a counterclaim saying that he'd been humiliated by the coverage of the case. Now, she at one point prior to this lawsuit after the couple had broken up uh tried to get them back and uh secured a personal protection order against the transgender ex-lover kingsley which she violated a month later okay so after she got out of jail she was escorted by a sheriff's deputy to retrieve her belongings from wojohoski's home which means she visited the house. And then she came about a a month later trying to kick down the door. Now, the sheriff's department said that they do that after these cases. They accompany the person back to the home, back to the dwelling, wherever it is, so that the people can get their belongings back. At that time, she failed to retrieve the testicles from the refrigerator. (laughs) I mean, it was so important to her. She had the opportunity, and uh, she didn't. So now, after that, Wojciechowski, the boyfriend, threw it away. Uh, He'd had enough of the testicles in the mason jar in his refrigerator. He said they were rotting in my fridge and it was disgusting. I've got food in there. I wanted to eat. (laughs) She didn't keep them in a biohazard container like she was supposed to. Oh. 
Okay. So then the judge said, well, how did you come up with the dollar amount, the $6,500 figure? Because, uh, you know, how did you come up with that? And she, she, but as to testicles, how do you put a number on it? It's not like it was an hourly wage. The uh, trans person, Kingsley, who uh, had her little comfort dog with her during the hearing, said that the surgery at Henry Ford Hospital cost $20,000. And she just wanted to recoup some of the money. Uh, Come to find out, though, uh, because she was disabled, the state footed the bill for the surgery. Oh, okay. So we, the taxpayers, paid for her surgery or his surgery, Brianna Kingsley, to get the testicles cut off and then in turn say that he is a she. According to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, a Medicaid program covers medically necessary gender affirmation, confirming medical, surgical, and pharmacologic, pharmacologic, there I said it right, treatments and procedures for beneficiaries clinically diagnosed with gender dysphoria. That is great. Medicaid, of course, is, uh, what is that again? Oh, that's right. Government health insurance. Uh, That's right. So she kept interrupting the judge. The judge was pissed. And uh, that's it. Now, this is this is what you get. This couple, uh, Kingsley and Wojciechowski, said they met on a Facebook community in April of 2020. Wow. Uh, you know, right there in the beginning of the pandemic. And by the fall of 2021, they moved into the Pontiac house Wojciechowski had bought. And then uh, this lovely couple... One of them decided, hey, I don't want to be a guy anymore. I'm I'm a girl and uh, got him cut off. And hence, the fun began. (laughs) So, if you happen to run into a mason jar at the trash dump with testicles in them, they may belong to Brianna Kingsley. Maybe you reach out and say, hey, Brianna, got what you're looking for. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Probably could have put this in the What's Missing Today, uh, the CNN Morning Show. It's not missing. I mean, they just took it away for a while. Uh, It's been canceled. Have a nice day. CNN's new chief, Mark Thompson, sent a note to staffers saying, I wanted to let the whole CNN family know about changes. Uh, We informed our U.S. cable morning programming team earlier today, which will go into effect later this month. So it's still on. It's not missing. It's just... How about, you You know, you know, it's coming to an end. We have decided to reshape how we approach mornings on domestic cable. First, we're expanding the show, uh-huh, currently known as Early Start, by an hour, so that in the future it will run from 5 to 7 a.m. under the CNN This Morning brand. It will be anchored as of now by Casey Hunt in D.C. and will be produced in Atlanta. Second, we're moving our CNN News Central franchise with John Berman, Kate Boldman, and Sarah Snyder up to 7 a.m. and will run up until 10 a.m. Oh, uh, the production team will continue to be based in Atlanta. 
And uh, the move opened up a program from 10 to 11. Jim, Jim Acosta, great news there. I mean, who doesn't love Jim? <laughs> we'll anchor CNN's newsroom at 10 a.m. and uh, 11 a.m. We'll feature the bulletin with Pamela Brown. Love that. I hope we're we keeping Wolf Blitzer. We are. Okay. And we're going to anchor the 11 a.m. So we're not really reshaping anything. We're just giving, uh, getting rid of the morning team. And they're not going to do it out of New York anymore. It's going to be done uh, in Atlanta. So, the morning show, uh, other pro, uh, Poppy Harlow, I think her name is, and Phil Mattingly, they are, uh, we're reshaping their roles at CNN. Okay. All right. And so, you, those of you that are working in New York, uh, we're going to, you can reapply (laughs) if you'd like, uh, to, you can reapply. No problem. Yeah, for your jobs in Atlanta. But, you know, you're going to have to come to Atlanta. But it's only 50 people. And so you just reapply. And uh, good luck. God bless. You know, he went on to say in his statement, I'm very aware that today's announcement means a great deal of uncertainty for many valued colleagues. I guess he has to say this, but these are the statements that really just kind of tick me off. Change and uncertainty are inevitable in an industry undergoing a revolution. But we must never underestimate the human consequences that come in their wake. So to everyone who has been involved in the New York-based early start and CNN this morning, thank you for your hard work and your total commitment to the show since it's launched. Mark. <laughs> but hey, don't forget, if you still want a job, you can you can go ahead and reapply. I mean, there's a whole lot of reshaping going on. I know that uh, Snap laid off 10% of its staff. Uh, it's about 540 people. Uh, Snap's largest uh, since uh, 2022. Ad revenue at the social media giant has slowed since Apple changed its privacy policy, making it harder for advertisers to access user data. Meta also suffered from uh, changes, but has rebounded after the company laid off thousands of workers as part of uh, CEO Mark Zuckerberg's year of efficiency. <laughs> we're reshaping. Uh, we're reshaping our approach. And I'm sure that's what all these uh, companies are are doing, is that they're reshaping their approach. Snap Inc. is, of course, the company, uh, parent company of Snapchat. They revealed that uh, they're they're in the red, another quarter in the red. So since it has started, it has lost $10.8 billion. Holy cow. Yeah, you can't survive on that. I mean, you just can't. (laughs) $10.8 billion? Who's footing that bill? <laughs> uh, not me. Not you. Now, I guess they agree in the story. They talk about, and I did not know this existed, and I apologize, but I did not know that there was a Snapchat Plus. Now, of course, if you have something extra, anything it has to be Snapchat Plus. Now, that's the platform's premium tier in which users pay $3.99 a month. I guess you get exclusive features and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what all what all happens at Snapchat Plus. <laughs> it must not be a lot. The service claims that they have seven million paying subscribers. Wow. So I mean that's that's a lot. <laughs> okay. If you say so. If you say so, you're still losing ten billion dollars? Wow. I mean, okay, no problem. I know I thought they were gonna have smart glasses and spectacles and their 
drones. And I guess that's not happening. Maybe that's where they're losing their money as they uh, tried to have too many projects. Too many irons in the fire for the old Snapchat Plus. I mean, the tech industry, I mean, they've lost like 33,000 tech workers uh, in this year alone with Amazon and Microsoft and eBay and DocuSign and others reporting job cuts. And it's not pretty right now for anyone. And, and trust me, uh, I understand the frustration. And with uh, who we have as our president, <laughs> it's only going to get better, right? I mean, some is getting better. YouTube said that uh, they've Zoomed past 8 million subscribers. I'm sorry, YouTube TV has Zoomed past 8 million subscribers. I was one and I left them. Uh, so now, you know, I, I don't know. They say that uh, I, I'm not unhappy with Hulu Plus right now, uh, with Hulu Live and everything that Hulu offers. So, you know, I, I'm not unhappy that I left YouTube TV, but the prices for everything are continue to go up. Anyway, YouTube TV said they have more than 8 million subscribers, making it the fourth largest pay TV service. CEO Neil Mohan uh, proudly announced this in the annual letter. It's a giant leap from 5 million back in 2022, pushing YouTube TV into the spotlight. I wonder what that could have been. Oh, I know. It was probably the NFL. No kidding. Uh, he explained YouTube is leaning heavily into AI, promising new AI-powered features for creators in 2024. The pa platform has reportedly generated $70 billion in revenue for creators in the last three years, positioning them as the next generation studios. At the center of Mohan's ambitious vision is the transformation of the living room into the ultimate entertainment hub, heralding a new era for home viewing. Uh, when I started YouTube, people thought about content from major studios and content from creators as entirely different. But today, uh, a stark divide is gone. I, I don't know that it is, but you know, I, I get where he's coming from. But you know, they want to distinguish between YouTube TV and YouTube, but they're keeping it together for sure. Uh, as one thing, as he talks about how uh, how they're you know moving it together as the platform. So, cause uh, anyway, uh, YouTube TV, uh, you know, they're not, they're not missing. <laughs> they're not missing and uh, they're doing pretty good. So good for them. Uh, good for them. There were a couple things when I had YouTube TV that I thought they should fix. Probably still do if I were to go back to them. So uh, Neil, if you call me, yeah, let me know. Uh, you can DM me on uh, any of my uh, social media platforms and I'm happy to talk to you about some changes you need to do. You're obviously not doing everything correct. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. I'm going to leave you with the joke of the day. And I want to be clear, this is not my joke. All right, I did not write this joke, but I, I've been laughing at it, with it, about it for a number of days, so I have to share it with you. But just so you know, it's not my joke, okay? As I gazed into her eyes, my knees got weak and I could feel the butterflies in my stomach. I knew right then and there, I'd roofied the wrong glass. <laughs> Completely wrong, and I'm glad that it's not my joke.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.